So here we are. Here we ba- are. Back at it again. About time. A bit of a mini, tiny little two-month break. It's summer, man. It's summer. Yeah. And we moved the studio. Moved the studio. Moved the studio. That takes at least like two or three days. Yeah. So that's a pretty good reason right there. The so. shit takes time. And you don't even know what days off are. You're just like. No, just on the grind. That's man. ridiculous. You're a ridiculous human. That's what you got to do. <laughs> so uh, I think we should get right into it. I think yeah. we should just cut the shit and just get right into no, it. No, I think so too. All I right, hate cool. These fucking intros. So. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so you and I have been gamers for a very long time. A while. A, a long, as far as I know, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Probably since we were like two, two or three. Uh, and basically, we know about recent years of all the shitty video game practices that all the developers and uh, publishers use to get every little dollar out of us that they possibly can. Yeah. And I don't know if you you saw this or not, but now uh, sports cars or BMW specifically is starting to use those same practices. Mm. So they're going to have so you might call it micro transactions, but I would call it more of like monthly subscriptions just to unlock certain car features. Yeah, I heard about this. actually. So like heated seats and things like that are going to be locked behind kind of a paywall. So even though the vehicle can do it and you buy it at whatever ridiculous price it is. You can't use those features unless you sign up for a monthly subscription. Yeah, that's pretty stupid, man. And like one hand, like it works for if you're in Canada for the heated seats and stuff, you're not paying for six months out of the year. I suppose, yeah. But on the other hand, how's that going to be for like a 30-year-old car? Be like, oh, no, we discontinued that. No more heated seats after 10, 15 years. Yeah, they update it with a software update and remove the features. Yeah, you have to buy the new car. You have to buy the new Beamer to get heated seats. Yeah pulling the apple approach slow down the old version uh but it's i think that's a little absurd i mean if you look at it monthly it's 18 dollars a month so it's not in the states yet but there's a couple different places that do have it uh the uk and germany south africa but it's about 18 dollars a month for just heated seats not for like the bundle of the things that you might have to get 18 bucks a month for heated seats that's crazy that's absurd um there's a there's an option to pay per year or for three years or an unlimited access for the length of that vehicle. At least that's how it's worded. And that's 415 bucks. So if you think about it, that makes the most sense because sometimes you buy a new vehicle and there might be like, well, there's no heated seat in this version. But if you pay the extra package, that's a $600 package or 2000 whatever, then in that package, you'll get heated seats. So really, if you're going to spend that much money on a Beamer, you might as well spend the $415 to have a lifetime supply of, fucking yeah. he- of heated seats. Well, that might help with production too, is then all they're going to do is crank out the same cars. There won't be any of this. Okay, we're going to build 5,000 of these without heated seats yeah. and 5,000 with heated seats. Yeah. So they'll just pump out 10,000 cars all with heated seats. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a so, good perspective. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I mean, it, on the other end of that, it's kind of weird that companies like Kia and cheaper companies are making those things so standard where like Kias are dirt cheap. And I'm pretty much every Kia now comes with like heated seat or like a small little luxury feature that used to be only in the expensive vehicles. Well, I had a, I had a 2002 Yukon. It wasn't even a Denali. It was an LTZ. So it was one step down from Denali with leather and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But it had heated seats. I didn't even realize they had heated seats in the 2000s, like early, like early 2000s. 2000s yeah, yeah, for sure. So hmm. I, I think that that's uh, like there's some things that make sense because it actually has a traffic camera warning. So that's something that apparently they have to upkeep on like a weekly or monthly basis or I assume daily if it's traffic warnings and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for something like that where they may have to put more money into it, maybe it makes sense to pay, pay a few bucks a month. 
But I mean, heated seats and uh, adaptive high beams and things like that. I mean, I would just rather pay the whole chunk up front because mm-hmm. you're going to do that for a certain trim anyway. No, it should be standard by yeah. now, man. Like oh, for standard. sure. Mm-hmm. I would think so. And did you, you still haven't played Elden Ring? No, I haven't. Neither have I. You haven't tried it? No, but it's like, it's outsold. You know what? It actually outsold Vanguard. It outsold a Call of Duty game in the last, like, it's and been out for less time than Vanguard. It has. had the best social media. It did. Like, it, the social media on that game was the greatest. The memes and all the different trends. Everything. It, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And it really, like, exactly, word of mouth. Like, everyone just said, like, yeah, this game's great. Even if you don't like their other more difficult Demon Souls, whatever. It's, like, open world and it's super enjoyable. Apparently, they're listening because it sold, like, I think it's 13 and a half uh, million copies. That company's got to be just, like, cha-ching. Yeah, it's just static. <laughs> Yeah. They've said that they've already uh, their next game is almost done. They haven't revealed what it is, and they have several pro- other projects on the go. But if they have another game that's almost ready, like clearly they're staggering their releases, and and they must have a pretty huge development team. Well, you kind of got to jump on it because I feel like over the years gaming's like tr- it's very trendy. So it's like Halo did good for a while, then it was Call of Duty, and then it was. A- whatever other yeah. genre skyrim and then it was back to call of duty so yeah. it's like they're kind of on top right now you oh yeah absolutely yeah so. they're hitting that open world like if anything something like um like breath of the wild kind of didn't really usher that in but i think after breath of the wild a lot of people were like oh like we can make an open world game that's just kind of super polished even if uh breath of the wild didn't have like a ton of x you know end game content mm-hmm. super polished game yeah uh there because of uh basically elden ring there's this guy did you hear about the let me solo her uh character where this guy for a certain boss um melania uh it was a very very difficult boss at the end of the game and he would let you kind of like join your game to help you beat this boss and he would do it in a pair of underwear and he would do it with a, a, a pot on his head okay and his name he, i don't know what his name would he would just go, go by let me solo her so anyway he's killed that boss two thousand times and uh from software has sent him a congratulatory sword and like a plaque and a bunch of like merch from the company mm-hmm. because now he's helped so many people over two thousand times beat this one boss He's like an unsung hero. Exactly, yeah. There's a big following for him. Like if you go on uh, Reddit or anything like that, like he has his own page and there's just like thousands and thousands of comments being like, either I need you to help me beat uh, the boss, Millennia, or you know, you, you've helped me beat him 2,000 times. The dude must not have a job though. No, I wouldn't imagine. Holy shit. Like that, he's probably like a 13-year-old Asian kid or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. just staying on there nonstop. Yeah. There's uh, the new the new season of Stranger Things. Have you have you all, are you all caught up on that? No, I'm not. No. Me neither. I'm a few episodes behind, but I'm, I've watched a few of it, a few episodes of the new season. But uh, uh, 1.2 billion hours. It only came out a few weeks ago. <laughs> 1.2 billion hours have been streamed of the new season of, of Stranger Things. I don't know what to compare that to for numbers. That sounds like a lot, it's but uh, that's a, that's a lot of hours to be watching of uh, one show, mm-hmm. uh, well, at least one season. Uh, Netflix, you know how we talked about last time that Netflix had lost a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of subscribers. Uh, well, now they've lost a million subs. So they lost like 200,000 and now they've lost a million. And it's been, and now they've added this extra homes to your account. So instead of sharing your password, which they, they're trying to shut down on, if I share my password with you, you can use my account, but you, I'll have to add you as a, an extra home. And then we'll have to play an, pay an additional fee on top of that for you to be able to use my account. Hmm. 
So I don't know why they couldn't just make like a family pass on Netflix. And if you made a family pass, you could just give it out to, you know, whatever email. Yeah, it was even Spotify has the exact pass or whatever. Yeah. Again. A lot of things do now. Like I think even um, Game Pass. I think Game Pass is incorporating some sort of family pass to it. I haven't seen that. No? Because no. you have two accounts, right? Yeah, I have for Game two pass? separate accounts hmm. from my old lady. Maybe not. Me. Maybe not. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that doesn't look good for Netflix really. And uh, there's a tweet that resurfaced that was in 2017 that they tweeted where it was literally the only thing they said was love is sharing a password. <laughs> so that one hasn't really aged very it's well. Irony. When, yeah, a bit of irony when, when now they're like, yeah, you can share the password, but we're going to charge yeah, it. Now that we're rich. We're, we're going to charge. We're yeah. going to, yeah, we got to make some money back because they're just canceling shows left, mm-hmm. right and center. Yeah. Did you know that the, uh, the new Power Rangers is, is uh, got to go ahead for a sequel? You watched the last Power Rangers, or no, sorry, the uh, yeah, the Power Rangers movie. Did you see the, the reboot of Power I Rangers? I did. It, was, it wasn't very good, man. No. No. I don't think it was really necessary to... Uh, but even the originals weren't that good, were they? No. They weren't that good. No. Well, the show, I mean, the show for kids was never, it was it was fine. It was entertaining, something super to watch. Cheesy, yeah. Super cheesy, but I mean, it was super cheap to make because from what I recall, they just bought footage from a, an actual Japanese show. So when they're in the suits, those aren't actually the American actors. When they're in the suits and all the action scenes are happening and all the FX, that was a show that ran in Japan. And then a U.S. company bought the rights to that and then shot scenes with American actors to kind of inter- to put in between mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I just feel like there's no need for a sequel for that. But if they were to make like a full CG, like get some good studio to make a full CG Power Rangers movie, it, you never know. They could probably do a pretty cool job with it. Yeah. Pacific Rim kind of killed that. Though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Did you like the Pacific Rim I movies? I did. Those are yeah. really good. Number, I don't, well, two and three. Were there's but a third the first one? one. I think there's three now. I know for a f- I, I, I don't even know if I've seen the second, but I liked the first. The Is second one had one? a few cool or a few cool scenes in it yeah. too, though. Yeah, the it was first not. First one was pretty epic. It was a cool concept. Yeah, the first one I liked, especially when he comes out of the ocean and he's got the fucking ship as a sword. Oh yeah. man, that, yeah. was, that was cool as fuck. It was pretty cool. There was definitely some really good ideas that worked pretty well on that. But the intro for the original Power Rangers. I don't know if you remember that, and I'm going to have to look it up and blast it because it's. Do you remember the intro? And it's just shredding the guitars like. Oh my god, it was so good. That was perfect. Okay, well, I'll send it to you. Okay. All right, perfect. Uh, when we were kids, do you remember Do you remember renting, not just renting games, do you remember renting game systems? Did you ever rent game systems, like go to a store and rent a PS2 or like a, a GameCube, or was it just you'd always just go to rent? No, we'd just go to rent games. And okay, yeah. So do, what, you, do they have that? Where they had up? it, yeah. Yeah, hmm. they had Is it. It was Blockbuster or what? Maybe Blockbuster. I don't, I know that there was more local shops where, like your parents would have to put the deposit down, which was like almost the price of the friggin' system. Yeah. So they put like a hundred or two hundred bucks down, and then obviously you'd pay just to rent it for like three nights. But I remember doing that quite a while ago, and I was I was wondering if if you think game rentals not necessarily going into a store like Blockbuster, but if if digital game rentals would work in today's gaming landscape, like mm-hmm. you go on Xbox Live. You just rent a game for, let's say, 24 hours for whatever the price is set. It, I bet you it would work, but it wouldn't work in the favor of the developer. No, all. no. Because you can... You could easily make and, through a game that quick. Yeah, so I, I think the middle ground is like game trials where you could play the first couple hours for whatever, either free or like five or ten bucks. 
because if it's just the beginning and you you lock it out after so many hours, but like if you if you had unlimited access to it for 24 hours, you could easily finish a game in 24 hours. Lots of people just speed run games in fucking four or five hours. Yeah. It would work for games like Skyrim or something like RPGs yeah, or, that are or MMOs or 100 plus hours or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But if once you get over that 10 to 12 hour threshold, it wouldn't really no. work. No. No, not at all. So um Dragon Ball Z I want to talk about Dragon Ball Z. Okay, which one? Uh, well, any of them. What I what I was wondering is, did you watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, not the originals, but uh, I started watching the movies more. Oh, cool! As an adult, yeah. So. so you like there was Dragon Ball, which was early '90s, I believe, and then Dragon Ball Z, and then that that was a bit pretty long run. You don't you didn't watch the Dragon Ball a Z? Few, when you were I remember the. I remember some of the fights like Cell and uh, Vegeta. Frieza was before Cell and all that. Well, I was looking it up because I was curious like how much of an impact Dragon Ball Z made in gaming. And there's been 154 games of uh, related to Dragon Ball Z. 154? That's insane. Even even the uh, Super Nintendo had uh, Dragon Ball Z games. I don't know if the NES did though. I don't remember if that any of them really any good though. A couple of them that were mostly fighting were good. A few of them, and then recently they released Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, where you played through all of the story of Dragon Ball Z. So from the very beginning, and you played through and fought all the bosses that were in the TV series. Yeah, that was pretty well done, and it was it was pretty cool to play through it all because it was, you know, reshown in a game format. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't played nearly <laughs> that many of the. So 150. do you think that's better than the series though? Because the series, I know some of their fight scenes would be like nine episodes of yelling just for one fight. In that case, then yes, the games were better because in the games, a lot of that, like you're not going to, there's not a cut scene for an hour and a half before you fight. Yeah. You know, you'll talk for a little bit and then you fight and then that ends. So it's definitely, you definitely make your way through the story quicker in the game. Because it has a good story. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So. And it was, and it's really like, obviously it's been a pretty big, like it's stuck around for so long. They're still making games out of it. They're still making new series out of it. I think it's, it's one of those pinnacle anime that brought anime to North America. Yeah. Made it popular here, right? I would say so. It's definitely a gateway drug. At least, at least to my knowledge, it was one of the bigger ones early in the nineties. For sure. Uh, Steam, Steam is being sued for uh quote, having too much power. So I thought this was kind of an interesting, uh, topic because steam is really one of the only big uh, platforms on pc to buy games to play through there's what ea's is origin even still on there it is but it, it's more like you buy a game on steam and then you'll have to go through origin to launch oh, just it, but have you never it, right. buy it off of origin right yeah 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 so. and then there's the unreal uh no epic epic, epic, epic game store yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that they're being sued is because um, kind of a it's kind of a good point, but it's also kind of ridiculous because they Steam takes thirty percent of every game sold. So if something's sold on Steam, no matter what the price, Steam takes thirty percent, and that's actually the same on PlayStation and the same on Xbox. I assume it's the same on Nintendo, um, but Epic Game Store only takes ten percent. So this developer is suing Steam because uh, really you're forced to go through Steam because nobody else has as big of a platform and they take 30% from there. Whereas Epic, the only other kind of bigger competitor for the most part, only takes 10%. And I mean, I I guess that's a fair point, but PlayStation and Xbox is all 30%. That's PlayStation and Xbox though. Like being on a PC, it's supposed to be more of like a free market, right? I guess, yeah. So. I mean, clearly, 
Steam bought this uh, thing in like 2004, and it was uh, called the World Opponent Network from Sierra. Remember, Sierra Games was big in the 90s. It was. Yeah. Well, they bought it from them, and then and they were one of the early ones to have an online store. Um, and then basically, they kind of bought it almost to put it out of business, and then they took off with Steam. And since then, there's only really been Steam, and like I said, the Epic Game stores also pretty popular but i don't think it's nearly as big as steam no they don't have quite the selection no, no not at all but, but there are certain things that are exclusive to it though well like so like tiny tina's when it first launched i couldn't find it anywhere i thought it was on steam and it was really annoying me that i couldn't find it couldn't find it and then i went into the epic game store and it was there so i bought it off of the epic yeah but it's such a pain in the ass because it's like i i get that steam's really popular and really powerful but being on pc i'm not gonna fucking have games across four different apps no you know like no it's, like that's one downside to pc at least so if it's on your xbox it's right there ready yeah. to go if it's on your playstation it's right there ready to go if it's on your pc it feels like you have to remember exactly where the fucking thing is makes right? sense yeah so i know because obviously I haven't been a PC gamer in a while, but when I used to go buy either a disc PC game, which nobody really does anymore, but then you could go into Steam and you could drag it into your Steam collect game collection. Could you not? Uh, can't You probably can't do that with Epic no. Games, though, can you? No, you can't do no. it with anything. You have to buy it off of Steam. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so in a way, they are kind of forcing you to stick with Steam. But it doesn't really bother me because it's a good platform. Yeah. Oh, it's so, a great platform. And there's just unlimited amount of games you can play on that platform and the sales that pop up are just like dirt cheap like yeah. summer game no, sale it's, it's a great platform yeah. i don't like i get that they're powerful or whatever but like it works i'm sure that's not going to work out for the the small developers the one that's suing them um i doubt it's going to work out for them i just feel like steam because they don't really have a monopoly you can go to origin you can go to ea play you can go to epic right nobody's forcing you to go through steam it's true so yeah. Steam is such a great app. Why would you go through anywhere else? Yeah. So it's true. And uh, well, I guess we just talked about the Power Ranger reboot that didn't really do well, uh, didn't necessarily re, uh, warrant a, a sequel. But now they're actually making the Mortal Kombat movie, the Mortal Kombat reboot that was for what 2019, I think. Something like that. Um, they're doing a sequel to that as well. And do you feel like that movie really needed a sequel? It was pretty anticlimactic because it like, yeah. had this big buildup of of Sub-Zero versus Scorpion through yeah. the whole f fucking movie. It's and true. then it, just the last fight was so boring. Yeah. A lot of it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of boring. And I feel like I get that their excuse for bringing in a new character was, well, every Mortal Kombat game roughly has a new character here and there. So we'll bring this new guy in and we'll base the story around him. But it just didn't really like work well. No, I don't didn't care about what was his name? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really see the point of, uh, but whatever. Same director. At least it wasn't as bad as the Mortal Kombat Annihilation from what '96 or something like that. But the original Mortal Kombat was awesome. Had a really had a damn good soundtrack too. It did. Yeah, the uh, characters were memorable. Yeah, even though they were like the more cartoony side, like that's kind of how we expect it to be. When you take it super seriously, it almost doesn't. You know, the game's meant to be not taken as, as serious. Even, even gore. the cutscenes in the Mortal Kombat game can be exactly. pretty cheesy exactly. sometimes. Yeah, like. for sure. Yeah. Well, Ed Boon, um, the creator of Mortal Kombat, Ed Boon wants to make a, a Sega versus Capcom fighting game. Because we have, what is it? We have Capcom versus Marvel, right? Capcom versus Marvel had a whole bunch of games in that series for arcade in the 90s, and then it kept going from there. But the creator of Mortal Kombat wants to make Sega versus Capcom, 
that could be cool, but I feel like you're not going to get the license to probably make it. It just seems like a weird Mortal Kombat created game. Just you know what Ryu I mean? you breaking Sonic's jaw. Yeah, I guess. Are we going to let <laughs> Sonic get ripped in half yeah. and just have super gory shit like that? <laughs> probably not. Fucking Tails will be Tail. <laughs> <laughs> and Gears of War is getting a... Uh, you might be pumped about that. Gears of War is getting a, a Master Chief treatment. So they're going to be uh, releasing a, uh, I assume, upgraded package of all the Gears of War games in one, in one package. That would be alright. That'd be kind of cool. But are they going to remake one though? Because when they did that with Halo, didn't they make Halo remake Halo One actually from the ground up? Well, yeah, they did. Yeah. And then everything else was kind of like uh, upscaled, or it was. A, I think Halo Two got. I think you're right. A little bit too. Yeah, or a big enhancement or some shit like that but uh it'd be cool if they did it with gears of war because i would almost want to play gears of war again like i don't know 360 games look fine but it's kind of like now we've gone so far from it that i don't i don't think i could i don't want to replay a 360 game i don't even think gears of war had bad graphics though no it didn't no No, it, it was pretty good graphics for obviously xbox 360 probably because the animation style was different yeah and it was pretty original too with well we already talked about it but like the cover system and all that stuff it was pretty uh pretty awesome for back then yeah which back then really isn't that all that long ago so the best part of that would be is if they bring back the multiplayer then bring mm-hmm. back the old mlg right fucking have a few tournaments maybe yeah that'd be all right and and obviously as if it's all incorporated in one didn't they do something with the master chief collection where you could go into a game playlist where it's like all the maps from all the Halos where you wouldn't just play. Yeah, it would jump around. Yeah, yeah you could jump around. So that'd be kind of cool too because then you could go all between the different uh, Gears games. The 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 OG Halo creator, it says the OG Halo creators uh, hated the show. They hated the show. They should. They should probably hate the show. Yeah. You watch some of it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you told me a little while ago. You're like, actually, I do have some thoughts on the Halo show. <laughs> uh, basically, he tweeted, uh, I'm not sure where the inspiration for this show comes from, but that's not the Halo that I made. I mean, is he wrong? I guess you got to make it different for TV, but holy shit, you're not really like getting any favors in there with any of the fans. Yes, yeah, it's... it's... And they've greenlit, before the season even started, they greenlit the second season. So there's going to be another season regardless of what everybody thinks about it. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or I, just think, com- I think it could be all right. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of having second thoughts, like you said, about it. I haven't thought about it in a while. but Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it in a while. We talked about it last time, and I haven't... I like, it's all up to interpretation. Like, look at the Sonic movies. So we, I finally watched the Sonic movies. Right, yeah. Both one and two. Yeah. And... Those were good remakes. They were not original to the lore at all. Right. They weren't. But, no. But they were good. Yep. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just like a we're just we hold that series too close to our hearts. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Because yeah. like yeah, sure there was Sonic lore, but I mean like the original Sonic couple of games, it's not like there was really that a lot much deep lore to it. Yeah. And then they had the Sonic games later on that were all like critically panned because they tried to make weird shit like Sonic's kissing a real real life redhead girl or something and it's just like didn't really work no. it didn't work in like a real life setting no and so like as far as master chief taking his helmet off too there is a lot of animated like halo series like there's a, like the halo legends and stuff like that and yeah there's a few like, where he CGI. takes it off and or even as a teenager showing him at going through training he doesn't have a helmet on okay it's like if you're 
like whatever you look like at 14 is what you're going to look like when you're 30. Yeah, for the yeah, same at least like, similar fe- same features and stuff like that. So. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that I didn't know that it was ever done before even in the animated. Yeah, but he was but they were children, right? Going through training. Yeah. So that's kind of how they got away with it. I see. Yeah, they're not going to show a kid wearing the full master chief. Yeah, exactly. Outfit. They didn't have the armor yet, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, well have to keep an eye on it it's one of those things where you'll you'll just have to i wish they were shorter episodes because i'm pretty i think they're an hour and if your show kind of sucks and it's an hour it's kind of a bit of a drag to just commit to an hour of like this is fucking brutal you know what they should do is Mm. just do a red versus blue yeah remake instead of doing the fucking halo series they did they should have did a live action red versus blue that would have been hilarious starting at episode one yeah just a comedy series that evolves into action comedy i'd be fine with that yeah. still make it kind of gory All and funny fucking 20 seasons of it or whatever many seasons <laughs> of red versus blue there are they're not still going are they no, i don't think so. no but i think it was only a handful of years ago that they stopped yeah it was yeah. pretty short but they but they started off as just this dumb slapstick comedy that was just hilarious and stupid and, but it was like the total 2000s humor oh yeah yeah like and it just took off from there and just had a big following i assume if there was that that many seasons of doing it oh yeah we were on xbox xbox 360 live yeah it was like it was a big thing if you're playing halo two or three you're either red team or blue team. You like your whole Xbox profile was either red or blue. Yeah. Like, and now that would cost you like eighty dollars just to make it a certain color in Halo Infinite. Oh yeah. Holy shit! Could you imagine? So we got uh, Modern Warfare Two is coming out. Is it November? October? We at the end of the year. November. November. And there's been obviously some footage shown, uh, nothing shown of the new Warzone, because I think, again, they're going to release the game, and then probably a few months later, Warzone 2 will be coming out. So Warzone uh, 1 gear and all the content you purchase will not transfer to Warzone 2. Yeah. Does that make you sad? You, I don't know how to feel about that. You've bought a lot of content. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how to feel about that, but on one hand, it sucks you're losing it, but on the other hand... Uh, it means the game should play better because they're not doing trying to do this almost like a cross-gen thing right so yeah and i'm tired of cross-gen shit i hope had they said if modern warfare 2 was on ps4 and xbox one or is it i think it is i don't think it's only on next-gen systems it and pc be. Like, i know why the fuck it's been what two years now yeah well, year and a half, almost two years, year and a half. By the time it comes out, it'll be two. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. So. I know. I'm getting tired of it. I I don't know why we have to keep like. I get that there's a huge player base, so they're leaving money on the table, but it's not really giving anybody incentive to want to buy the new systems. Mm. I mean, they're selling like hotcakes anyway, so I guess they don't really need much of an incentive. Mm. But I I think that it just holds the game back, like the the new God of War, which finally has a release date, and I'm pumped for that because now it's uh, November. And I can't wait to play that. But that's still has a PS4 version. So I feel like I'm going to be playing it on PS5. It'll be fun and enjoyable. But I'm going to be thinking like, well, shit, what could they have done if this was only on PlayStation 5? Or PC, you know what I mean, on PC. It's got to be frustrating as a developer. I would I would think. Because like if you're, if you're a video game developer, I imagine you just want to make the greatest and best game ever. And then you have to use old gen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I would think of it being held back. And in some cases, even though Xbox makes it pretty simple for like upgrading, Xbox nailed it with the smart delivery system or whatever it's called that you can just put in your Xbox One game into your Series X and it downloads and installs the Series X version. Whereas PlayStation 4 to PS5 to upgrade, a lot of that stuff's pretty fucking cumbersome. The 
that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, the Xbox co-creator. Uh, did I say no? I think I said the Halo co-creator for the show. So the Xbox co-creator is worried about Game Pass. He thinks that Game Pass is not. He said it's basically a great deal for the customer, but it's not necessarily a great great for the industry. Oh, yeah. So I can like Game Pass is great. But really, his comparison was, well, if you look at something like Spotify or if you look at something like Apple Music, where you're paying a monthly subscription to access the music, but no one's buying albums anymore. Yeah. Like, for the most part, no one's buying albums. So if eventually it go, keeps going that route, does that mean no one's going to be buying games? Or does it mean that, you know, we're only going to have a subscription just to use it for X amount of months and then it goes away? Hmm. It could hurt the developers in the end. Yeah, but... Like artists are getting rich quicker than they ever have before, though. Like, yeah, what the fuck is like maybe Xbox yeah. itself might not be making that much money, but the like, look, you can just make a podcast and make millions if it pops off. Like, yeah, yeah, so. I suppose that's a good point. I mean, the the um, what's his name? The 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 Take Two uh, guy. Well, obviously they 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 run uh, Rockstar and all that, and he he agrees that launching like launching AAA games on a subscription service isn't financially viable. So that's why like Sony, even though finally now Sony's answer to Game Pass is live. So I have it, and it's like six seven hundred games of PS3, PS2, PS1, you know PS4 and PS5 games, all that kind of crap. They're not going to be launching any of the AAA games uh, day one on uh, on PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever the hell it's called, and that's like Xbox's whole model right now. It's like every time they have a conference and they show off a game after the game, you know, this is Game Pass day one. After the next game, this is Game Pass day one. Like every single game that they're announcing is basically they're putting on Game Pass. I would think it's still got to make the developer money. I think so. It has to. May might not be throw hundred dollar bills off your mega yacht money but (laughs) (laughs) it's still got to be keeping the lights on i assume and if it's super popular like i just wonder if microsoft pays them a flat rate and says okay we have access to your game for three months four months here's your flat rate or as soon as someone clicks download or clicks play do they then get like 20 cents or do they get like a two dollar you know what i mean is it it, i wonder how that works obviously there's no way for us to probably ever figure out how they do that system or maybe it's just like even a percentage of yeah. whatever Xbox makes so monthly like or twenty percent of your player base on Game Pass is playing Halo, then maybe Halo takes home fifteen percent of the income or right. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. It could be any number of ways, really. Uh, uh video games our precious video games are under attack again. Again. Yeah. By uh basically by the the New York governor. So there's been a lot of shootings. That's not really news. That's just a regular. That's just America. That's just a regular thing. That's just America. <laughs> that's just America. But there's been a lot of shootings, and um, the New York New York governor is trying to go after play, people like Twitch because when there was the Buffalo shooting, I don't know how which one that was because again, there's been about probably like ten since then. Uh, when there was the Buffalo shooting, um, the shooter actually was live streaming his attack on Twitch. So I, I guess he probably had his phone out and was lying in the middle of live streaming and then pulled out his gun and started shooting people. So the the New York governor wants to go after, I assume, games in general, but also after Twitch. And they're saying that they had taken down the stream less than two minutes after than, ha- than he was lo- when he was live. And that so, was Twitch that said that? Yeah. 
Twitch is saying that they took it down as quickly as they possibly could within two minutes of, of him actually going live. They took it down. Hmm. So who knows where that's going to go? It's always let's blame let's blame video games instead of, you know, actual gun control or, or anything like that. Or just start beating your kids again. I, I mean, I guess if that's really if that's a solution, yeah. you know, a bag of oranges or something. Yeah. It doesn't leave bruises. Oh, man, that's a terrible. Bit of, a little bit of discipline. We can't be saying that. No. <laughs> but it uh, works. So. Uh, but I mean, like, that's... The, the Canada doesn't have that big of a problem. I realize that we just actually kind of, crazily enough, just had a shooting in BC. Mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday. But we don't have it to this degree. Like, there's been 100... There's probably been, like, 100 U.S. shootings this year. And they probably got to figure out their gun control. Instead of blaming it on video games, instead of blaming it on Twitch... Let's just maybe they should maybe take a look at how their their gun licensing works. Yeah, their gun, but, but Canada's getting pretty extreme though because mm-hmm. they're trying to take all of our guns, and I think we we have a happy balance yeah. as it is. I agree. Like yeah. it's it's not easy to get a rifle. Like it's really not exactly. So so and and that's why I don't know why we have to change anything because uh, for the most part we've got it pretty like we don't have a lot of shootings it does happen here and there but the u.s it's all the time why doesn't the u.s just try to do kind of like what we do and not not where we're trying to go with it but where it's been you can still let people have their guns let them prove that they can be safe that's such a touchy subject i know because like because america has a lot of the fun stuff too because like shooting's fun right like going to the range and, and building a an AR platform with all your red dot site and all this other cool shit silencers, like even silencers in the States, like they're hard to get hold of, right? In the States. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't even think you can, you probably can't even get silencers in Canada. No, can you? not a fucking shit like that's illegal. Could, no. Yeah. Like, and like even to get a pistol. So if you have a, a restricted firearms license here in Canada, like, the old man's got a pistol and he has to phone the cops every time he wants to go to the range with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So, and it's obviously not like that in the U S I think that's how it works. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that sounds like, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. And like, I'm not even, I'm not even a guy that really, and, and guns are cool. I've gone and shot a few guns a few times and, and I don't think there's any reason that we have to change things here in our country. It seems to be going just fine, but the ridiculous thing is taking a step back and going, you know what, actually, I'm pretty sure it's violent video games. I'm pretty sure the violent video games and Grand Theft Auto and whatever are what's doing this. And it's like, no, just kids that aren't that aren't all there in the head that you allow them to have a gun and buy as much ammunition as you probably, they possibly want. That's probably where your issue, yeah, you know, your issue. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So uh, IGN, this was at the end of the year, but every year IGN does a top 100 games of all time. Mm. And I thought, you know, without listing off every single game, because that would be that would be 100 games. Um, I figured, well, we'll look at the top five and see out of out of all those top five, how many have we played? Just looking at them, I'm sure we played all five of them. And if they're not deserving of their top spot. So number five is Super Metroid. Uh, four, A Link to the Past. Three is Portal 2. Uh, Super Mario World and Breath of the Wild is number one. See, I went through that list too, and I, I'm, I'm so... Like, how did they do that list? Like, no idea. I don't know how they came up with that list. No idea. That's a weird, like, it's pretty Nintendo biased. At least just if you just pull out the top five and like Nintendo makes great games. Nobody's arguing that. But I think it's a little bit Nintendo biased to put four of the five top games. It felt really pretty kind of biased. It did. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. And I mean, like, the Breath of the Wild. Sure. You could argue that Breath of the Wild is in the 
top or the top five or whatever. I mean, the story isn't amazing and there's not like it's not. But Super Metroid and Super Mario World being number two video games, video game of all time. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's kind of a weird. So they must have. They must be judging it based on some sort of mechanics, right? Like, like Super Metroid was all about exploration, which I could understand because, like, even if you were to play that game today, it would still be difficult. Yeah. It's a hard game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild is... I thought Skyrim was, like, harder than Breath of the Wild. I was I was going to ask you because I think I looked it up, but I was Skyrim was, like, twenty in the 20s or something like that. Yeah, it was higher up, yeah. And I, I think... I know it's pretty cliche and a lot of people say that it's the best game ever made. I, I think the first last of us to me is at least in one of the, is probably in the top five. And I think that was like 18 or something like that. And I mean, I just feel like clearly they're not looking at um, all the factors when you review a game, because one of the factors is story. I mean, there's uh, super Mario world is the story of super Mario world. That amazing. Is it, is it's not no it's not <laughs> no it's not no you wouldn't sit down and watch a youtube video about it yeah of, like, of course and even when you're playing it there's a little bit of text and like help i'm in a different you know castle and all this shit i think that that's a weird top five i think whatever they, i think they based on mechanics i you think, think? I, I don't think they say Just it. pure gameplay i think it's pure gameplay uh, maybe that could probably kind of make sense then portal 2 was actually fucking awesome though it was yeah. The play Portal Two was so great. It has great. gravity. It has everything. Yeah, like, it's crazy. What an awesome game! I wish they would make a Portal Three. Yeah, it was a good way to lose a friend. <laughs> yeah, and it was exactly it was Portal wicked co op. Yeah, I, I I know I beat it single player, but I did play a fair bit of uh, co op too. Did Did you see this new? Uh, well, it's a throwback, but it's Shredder's Revenge, like the new Ninja Turtle game, where it's it's kind of like a sequel to uh, Turtles in Time. Where it's four players and it's like, remember the old arcade game Ninja Turtles? Yeah, Fuck, and Super NES so too. Yeah, and Super NES. Yeah. Well, they that's out. We the family and I we've been playing through that. We beat it, and now there's a uh, a Ninja Turtle collection that's coming out, which does actually have Turtles in Time, and it has 13 classic Ninja Turtle games, and that comes out at the end of uh, end of August. And really, if you want a free Pizza Hut pizza. The game comes with a coupon for a free Pizza Hut pizza. Okay. That makes me sad, though. Why? That means Pizza Hut's probably struggling pretty hard. <laughs> and I love Pizza Hut. <laughs> I fucking love Pizza Hut, too. Well, it could have been because even even the 90s Ninja Turtles movies and games, I think, there was some weird like promo where you get a free Pizza Hut because oh, there was product placement. Just a throwback. Exactly, yeah. And there was product placement in the first Ninja Turtles, uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Co- co-op has finally come to Halo Infinite. Crazy. Not really. It's a beta. It's a beta. Oh <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be released in April? I, I fucking forever ago. Yeah, yeah I think so. Sad, and now they're saying this year, but it's only a beta. And they don't even have um, co-op won't have matchmaking, at least right now. I guess it's just a beta. So who knows for sure if when it's fully released, it will. But it doesn't have matchmaking. So you have to for sure have a buddy with, which shouldn't be a problem. Um, but the beta also doesn't include local co-op. So you can play the beta for Halo Co-op Infinite or Halo Infinite Co-op, but only online. So if you and the wife wanted to play through it or whatever, or if we wanted to play it, not that we can't stream it uh, online or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do still need your Game Pass password. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just feel like that's what's going on. How has it taken this long? Oh, There's a lot of co-op games that are open world they spent so much time and energy on season two and they still shit the bed on that they should have just focused on the fucking co-op they should have 
at the very least, and like that, I assume that that means that Forge is still a ways away. Uh, yeah. And like the game's already been out for well over a year, and they delayed it a full year from when it was supposed to come out. See, earlier we talked about how the Halo, the original Halo creators hated the TV series. They yeah. should put that fucking energy into three four three, hating three four three. Like we created you, and you suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> no doubt. I don't. I just the the choices that are made for Halo Infinite are just very baffling. Like maybe these stupid, expensive microtransactions are making them a lot of money, so they're kind of like, well, we're already bringing in the cash. We don't really have to uh, rush on this other parts of the game to make it a complete package. It's just the it's just the modern gaming conundrum. Yeah, like it's just money over money over gameplay, money over everything. Yeah, even money over quality, really. Yeah. At least Battlefield 2042 is in a playable state. It's getting better. It's getting better. I jumped on uh, a few times. Have you tried? Have you tried it recently? No. I jumped on and played with a friend uh, after season one started, and it's a lot better. And then even and I don't usually play Battlefield like solo. I'll just only play if a friend's playing it. And uh, my last set of days off there, I played it like two nights in a row. I stayed up super late, and it's like. Those only in battlefield moments that you used to get from like BF3 and BF4, it's where you just like ev- exact everything just like kind of clicks and works properly. You're running and there's like shit blowing up and there's a helicopter flying by and and as long as that's working and not laggy, like the game feels like something really unique, okay. right? Because I was wondering what you meant by that, like like starting to get better. Like, yeah, so it's just playable, it's just smoother. Yeah, exactly. It's it's much smoother. And when they when they did kind of like an update video saying that what was new in the new patch, they talked about this new movement system and this new uh, mo- mostly just a new movement system. And at first it kind of sounds like, well, that's doesn't sound like much to change in the game, but actually playing it like it does feel really smooth now. Like it doesn't feel like anything's glitchy, doesn't feel like anything's like it just it kind of clicks a little bit better. So we should definitely play some 2042. Okay. I got another buddy too that uh, we usually play. So play some three, play some three players or something like that. What's kind of nice is when I when I played by myself, I noticed people are actually reviving. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the softer generation, man. That's and it could also be it's a softer generation, but it also could be that there's bots now. And and sometimes you don't know when your game has bots. So I wonder if the bots are probably like, oh well, priority is reviving people yeah. to be, uh, you know. Is the AI any better? I know the AI is really bad in that game. It's like not bad, bad. terrible. I kind of wish that you could just choose to not have the game autofill. Mm-hmm. Because like if you're a few guys short, why bother with um with the AI characters? Mm-hmm. But I was playing and I kind of got like a decent little kill streak and I felt pretty good about it. And like I haven't played the game much. So I saved it and then I went back and watched it. And the first two kills were bots. Oh. And like you can kind of tell afterwards. And I was like, oh shit, like, this isn't worth like sh- <laughs> this isn't worth showing anybody. <laughs> I think I had that problem too when I first started playing. When yeah. I first played it, when it first released, I thought I thought it was doing pretty good because I didn't even know it had bots. And yeah, it was probably I, like. And then I think I googled it, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Ninety percent bots when the <laughs> yeah. game launched too. I think it's coming along, and and obviously, it should have been in this state when it launched. It shouldn't have been the broken piece of shit mess that it is. Mm-hmm. But it, I I think that it's going to get there. It's on the way. Mm-hmm. Right now, Battlefield One still has a bigger current player base. People just went back to playing BF1 after BF uh, 2042 sucked. 
And BF1 was pretty fun, but I didn't really play all that much. I don't like the old school shooters anymore. I don't like World War One and World War Two and shit it's, like that. You realize that World War One was a hundred years ago, right? Yeah, I don't want to play those guns. That's I don't want to use history at I, this point. I don't want to use those guns. No, I did like a while ago when shooters were kind of like new, not new, but you know what I mean. Online multiplayer was still kind of new. You want to do vintage to Vietnam? Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Do some like urban warfare and shit like that. Yeah, like the trees start talking type shit. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> guerrilla warfare. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, uh, it's kind of a funny story, but it also the, the second half, it's kind of a little bit alarming. So the Microsoft, remember Microsoft Connect? Everybody, Microsoft, remember Microsoft Connect. Yeah, oh, yeah. The fucking webcam that, yeah. uh, so the Connect creator resigned from Microsoft after being accused of watching VR porn at work. What a G. Doesn't that, doesn't that just make sense? That's perfect. It doesn't that like, isn't that, that's the guy that you would probably think was Dude, watching VR porn at work. There's no better way to go. That's that. Uh, probably has, probably still had it on as he's walking out carrying his box of shit. Yeah. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish this later. I don't want blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> but the other part of the story is that there's also accusations that include inappropriately touching female employees and watching what one what one person describes as vr porn at work so like dude what's going on people at work i don't know man go home for your vr porn but he he must have been like an old school techie nerd though because you remember like really really tech savvy guys from our generation they were pretty weird yeah now it's like a normal thing yeah pretty well any kid who goes to the gym and plays sports knows how to hack and fucking right. play yeah but games. it was different no i know what you mean and yeah. they were always like the quiet you know and there's nothing really wrong with that but in some cases they didn't have much of a social life so that kind of makes you a little bit a little bit odd around around <laughs> women at school or something like women at work I wonder how many of those cameras got hacked they couldn't have had the best encryption i wouldn't think so i didn't I didn't remember playing much Connect, but I know that like they pushed that because when Xbox One first came out, you had to buy it with Connect, mm. and then they eventually removed that. I can almost guarantee, like like so many of those cameras got hacked back in the day. Probably, like, I'd say there's a pretty good chance, and they were pretty like in depth too. What you could do with them because they had like the the depth sensor and like the even heat sensor or some shit. I think yeah. it was super advanced. Uh, well, while on the topic of Microsoft, they and. You can game on whatever system you want. I like all games. I do primarily choose PlayStation, but I think we can kind of all agree that the the exclusives on the Microsoft side can be kind of lacking oh, yeah. on the Xbox side, right? Yeah. So they've promised they've promised five more exclusive Xbox games in the next year. Five, which isn't really anything massive, but they've also promised to add Game Pass demos in the next year. So even though we kind of talked about demos last time. They're adding Game Pass demos in the next year, so I don't really see what the fucking point of that is. That doesn't seem like a feature. There's already demos. It doesn't really make any sense to bring that up. But uh, Samsung TVs, would, this is actually pretty cool. Um, I thought it was going to be a little device that you had to buy to plug into your TV, and you could play Game Pass. But as of June 30th, so this was a little while ago, uh, Samsung TVs, you can just stream Game Pass right to them. So without even buying an additional dongle or anything, as long as you have an Xbox controller, I assume that, well, a lot of modern TVs have Bluetooth. So you can just pair your Xbox controller to your Samsung TV and you can just play your Game Pass uh, catalog without an Xbox. That's crazy. That's pretty badass. 
That's actually, that's, oh, that's what, pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. I know. Because you could be traveling or whatever. You don't have to lug a fucking Xbox. No, around. just bring your controller. Yeah. And as long as the internet's, I assume, half decent, yeah. then you'll get a good... And your uh, hotel room has a Samsung TV. Yeah, true. Or, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, if, if it's Airbnb, at least you can usually choose, like, look at your Airbnb and be like, okay, that one has... That's a mm. Samsung TV. I'll take that one. Yeah, if you're on a 30-day business trip, man, you got to have an Xbox. Yeah. Anymore. Or gaming at all, at all in general. Yeah. So Honda, Honda and Sony are teaming up to make electronic electric vehicles. Honda and Sony. Honda and Sony are teaming up to make electric vehicles. Oh, that'll be interesting. That could be pretty interesting. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like Sony, I don't think should really go into it on their own because you can't like a tech company. Well, I can't say it would never happen, but a tech company going into a vehicle or automobile industry without having any like infrastructure of factories and building a car or a vehicle or whatever. So basically Honda would take over the powertrain. They'd worry about getting the power. But I think maybe Sony would be responsible for all the all the the um, software part of it. Right. Because, you know, like like Teslas have all these cool little weird features, bells and whistles and Oh, stuff. yeah. Big time. So, yeah. That'd be, that could be kind of cool. They're aiming for a 2025 release. So, I mean, like, uh, that would be neat. Like, Sony sometimes drops the ball on software. Do you remember all the F-150s? Like last generation's F-150s that had Sony uh, for the touchscreen. It was Microsoft Sync, but I'm pretty sure that was, maybe it wasn't Sony. Maybe it was Microsoft Sync's software and it was junk. It ran like shit. Yeah, I don't think it's Sony. No, maybe it wasn't. trucks have Sync in it too. I think yeah, it was Microsoft. Maybe that's Microsoft themselves. But it was Sony speakers in like the FX4 or something like that back yeah, then. That Microsoft Sync is junk. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. I don't know if the newer Fords are any better, but... um. There's a there's a this rumor goes all the way back to 1994. It's pretty cool that this to me this was like a big fandom thing. I don't know if you knew about this rumor and like I don't think I knew about it in 1994 because I was what seven years old back then. Yeah. But um, Sonic Three for Sega, Sonic Three apparently had Michael Jackson do some of the soundtrack for the game okay so he worked on the soundtrack for the game and then it was released and the thing was he was never attached to it and uh, the composer and all that it was never said michael jackson anywhere on there and it was assumed that he did work on it but then in like 1994 1990 whatever the case was when he had some allegations that obviously didn't look very good for him that sega yeah, I wonder, or i wonder what those are it, well you uh, yeah you i think you probably have an idea yeah. Sega was like, well, we can't really have his name attached to the game. So, like, do we scrap the songs that he, the tracks that he made? Cause it had a bang of soundtrack. Like, it really did. And do we scrap it or and get new, you know, new material made? Or do we just not say that he helped compose it? But now that there's a Sonic collection that came out that has all the original Sonic games on it, they had to actually change those songs because I think the rights to them expired. So it probably was like Michael Jackson's estate or something like that. And they couldn't include it. So now the uh, the composer of the soundtrack came out and confirmed that that was actually Michael Jackson way back then in 1994 and that they just didn't want to really have his name attached to it because... He was doing his Neverland Ranch stuff. His <laughs> yeah. Never Neverland Ranch stuff. It was kind of a kid's game. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's crazy. Did you ever play Overwatch? I did, yeah. So Microsoft or Blizzard does some weird shit. And do, yeah. Overwatch 2 is coming out. And when Overwatch 2 comes out, Overwatch 1 will just cease to function. Hmm. So you can't 
put your Overwatch one disc in or whatever and play Overwatch one anymore well, because there's no single player at all. It's just all competitive multiplayer. Well, I think what they're doing so they're making the base model like Overwatch two is free to play. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have the maps, I believe, from Overwatch 1. So I think they just want everyone to download Overwatch 2 and they'll have access to the games, the maps from Overwatch 1. But if you owned a copy of Overwatch 1, you can't even play the game anymore. You can't play online or any of that kind of shit. So are they going to transfer all the skins and everything over? They're going to do a Call of Duty and that won't go? That's a good question. Because there's also some pretty expensive fucking skins in That's that game too. That's a good too. question. So. I would assume if they're going to close the original one, they would be very stupid to not... They do do stupid shit. But it would be very stupid to not allow you to use your content. I guess it would depend on how much they update their graphics. The graphics are already pretty I, good. So. Yeah, I think that it looks pretty similar. From any of the trailers I've seen, it doesn't look a whole lot better than Overwatch 1. Hmm. But while on the topic of Blizzard kind of doing dumb things, uh, have you played? did you play Diablo Immortal? Or did you just hear any of the bad feedback from Diablo Immortal? No, I haven't heard it. The, mo- the mobile. I thought it was good. You said it was good. So I liked it. Yeah. I like it, but I've only played, I've still only played a small portion of it. Apparently, once you get past a certain point, they really start hitting you hard with the microtransactions. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just suck you in. Oh, yeah. Oh, like any other mobile game. That's almost worse. It's Yeah, exactly. Because it, it runs well for like a mobile game and like Diablo on mobile. It's kind of like a cross between Diablo 3 and... I wouldn't really say Diablo 2, but it, it, it's more like Diablo 3 on your phone, which is kind of cool. You know, it works pretty well. And you, I noticed that you do go through levels a lot quicker. So I wonder if that's part of the Like you unlock a bunch of skills at the beginning. And I think that all the money that you spend is for cosmetic shit, but it's expensive. And because of that, they were review bombed on Metacritic. So they have a 0.4 Zero point four rate uh, user rating yeah, yeah, on pe- Metacritic. People don't like being catfished. Oh yeah, like that's 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 technological catfishing is what that it is. It is exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible game practices. We just talked about it. Now BMW is doing it. Mm-hmm. We're starting to do it for their luxury vehicles. But that just it makes you look so scabby. And and they're saying that they're pretty happy with the early success of it because people are obviously paying for DLC or paying for microtransactions. But that doesn't make the game good. Like. Make the game, and what's what kind of bothered me too is I already saw I saw that they already have season two available for Diablo Immortal, so they're doing seasons like everyone else. But literally, the game come out, came out like a month or two, like it wasn't out. I don't think it was even two months ago. And usually, a season in Call of Duty is what like ninety days. Okay, like yeah, that. so three, four months, three months or something, yeah. right? But to have season two already, like that's the game's barely even been out. It's a little bit absurd. I feel like Blizzard is. Hopefully Diablo 4 gives them a bit of redemption because Diablo 4 is looking pretty badass. It's that, looking a, that trailer is pretty gory, man. I know. Holy fuck. It looks is that a, trailer gory. It looks a lot more like they're going back to their roots kind yeah, of thing. No, it, was, it really caught me off guard actually. I was like, "Holy fuck, what yeah. the fuck?" There's like entrails. Like I don't want to spoil it for people, but yeah. it's fucking gory. Oh shit. yeah, it looks good. I'm I'm pumped for that. As long as they can redeem themselves and not make it a pay to win. I want to go. I want it to go back to D Diablo one and Diablo two days. Like, yeah, where you're scared to go into the fucking dungeon because the butchers around the corner or something yeah. like that. Like, and that's the I, that's kind of what it looks like they're aiming for. So hopefully it's a, a hit and not a miss because uh, the Diablo two remaster. And I know and a lot of people did kind of shit on it, but it's pretty good because Diablo two was fucking classic. Like Diablo two was great, and the remake of it is pretty damn good too. But uh, this Diablo Immortal is not a good look for for Blizzard. 
So how would you make that scary though? Because we're so fucking desensitized to that type of shit now. Like, like you, the only type of scary games out there now are like amnesia and shit like that. Where yeah. It's like really fucks with your head. And, uh, well there's the dead space, but those guys that are making a spiritual that's, successor that's to, to dead space. Fucked up game. Cause they're remaking dead space. But those guys that originally made it are making, uh, alpha protocol. What the hell's the name of the game that they're making? But it looks gory as hell. It looks so, so you got to get rid of the top down and go third person. I think so. Yeah, I think so I think too. so. And it would be cool if they did give that an option for Diablo, even though it's always been a top down action adventure. I think it would be pretty cool to put it over the shoulder. I think it would be. Actually, it would be awesome. Closer up with the characters because they got some cool skins and stuff too and armor. Yeah. Like you got the angel wings and the devil wings. Yeah, and- it would look cool. Because like if you think about it, that's kind of what they did with God of War because God of War originally was like you're you're quite a bit further back from Kratos. Maybe not overhead, but the camera's quite a bit further back from him, especially in certain scenarios and certain scenes. Whereas the Diablo 2000, or sorry, the God of War 2018 is like literally right behind his shoulder. Older. like you almost can't even see enough of what's but fuck that's a good game yeah that would make everything feel fresh too yeah because like you're getting pretty we're pretty used to seeing diablo himself and all of the demon princes and all that other shit yeah and then what, what was lilith is coming back yeah so yeah. like it would be pretty fresh to see it a little closer up i think so too view. that'd be cool if they incorporated that because now they're putting something super new which is you can actually create what your you can actually change what your character looks like not just your armor but you can pick like hairstyle skin tone tattoos and all that kind of shit uh for diablo 4 which gives it at least a little bit more of like your own character not just mm-hmm. picking an amazon and she looks the same as that person's amazon so that's kind of cool uh you you we talked about this a little while ago but um you were saying when uh, the newest Borderlands came out and you bought it and then literally a few weeks later, I think it went to Steam for like half price or something like it that. It did, yeah. So well, there's it was like a, two months later or something like there's, that. There's a lot of sales that happen, especially in the summer. Like Steam has a big sale in the summer. Both PlayStation and Xbox have a big sale. Do you think that it's even worth it to buy a game on launch day for, in Canada, 70 or 80 bucks or to wait a month or two or three and get it to drop in price because you know there's going to be a sale well it's not even it's not even like the sale and stuff it's the uh it's just even the state that the games are fucking dropping in that's definitely a good point like i bought i pre-ordered battlefield 2042 and it turned out to be shit yeah like bought cyberpunk it turned out to be shit like yeah. it took a year before cyberpunk got good like oh i know like, like just and even so like games like call of duty it might be better right yeah because you're you want to stay competitive in multiplayer but then i thought about it i had friends who jumped into modern warfare and warzone like a year and a half after it dropped and they're still better than some of my friends who have played that fucking game since we were teenagers right yeah so some people are also just naturally like ridiculously uh, good that's what i think it is if you're good if you're good at it you're gonna get good at it right away if you're not you're not like like so i just don't see a fucking point it man like I don't really either. Unless you're doing, unless you're doing fucking reviews or YouTube or whatever, right? Like, yeah. What's the fucking point? I don't really know what the point. I, I just feel like, if especially Nintendo, Nintendo's kind of like the crappy, the crappy side of that because Nintendo rarely get, puts their games on sale. They'll they'll have a game that's out and it'll be out for like two three years or even longer. Like I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild is still full price, hmm. and that was a that was a launch title for the Switch. Yeah, that just kind of makes them dicks for just never putting stuff on sale. 
There's a, I thought last time we spoke that there was going to be, there was a leak for Titanfall 3. So apparently what this is actually going to be is that uh, there's going to be an Apex Legends single player FPS. Okay. So I don't think it's going to be Titanfall 3 because they actually said afterwards that, um, that it's not in, that it's in the Titanfall universe, but that no, there's no plans right now to expand on Titanfall, but there is plans to expand on um apex legends so they're gonna put titans in apex hopefully that'd be kind of cool that'd be pretty badass super squeaky chair would that be great though but titans are pretty overpowered though that's true so well it's it's also a very different like different type of game like one's a hero more of a hero shooter and the other one is like not necessarily action like yeah, you ha- you have you have the 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 bots, but they're basically like slightly different. There was what three or four or five different uh, titans that were like one was faster and had better whatever melee or something like yeah, that, heavy armor and stealth, yeah, and all this other stuff. Yeah, but I mean that could be cool. Like I I don't see anything really wrong with that. I would um I'd play a single player Apex Legends. But you'd rather Titanfall. I'd rather Titanfall, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I'm not into the like the Apex. The whole story of Apex doesn't really. It's not really that interesting. Yeah, unless they they do have a lot of their characters have backstory, but it's true. They'll have like an animated cutscene that like explains whatever backstory I didn't or something. Find it was that good. Like I thought no. Overwatch's characters had more compelling. Story. I think so too. Yeah. So yeah. So what uh, Doctor Disrespect is? Uh, he's making a, a game. We talked about this last time. He's basically getting a lot of. Um, ex-developers that were with uh, Call of Duty, Halo, and, and Duke Nukem Forever. I don't know if that that one's going to help you in any way. Duke, <laughs> Duke Nukem Other Forever. Than some of the catchphrases. Other maybe. than catchphrases and maybe a little bit of comedy. Um, but the thing is, there's there's a beta for it right now. And people are saying that his new shooter is an NFT game. Okay. So they're charging players to play test. So you have to pay for an NFT token. And once you have the token, you can play test this new game that that uh, obviously Doctor Disrespect's development team is making. the The kind of cool thing about it is that it's not. This isn't a beta test. This is an actual play test. So let's say you spent whatever on the token and you played it. You can actually give them lots of feedback or tell them what you would change. And apparently they're saying like, we want to know from these people what they would change. And then that way we can kind of, you know, make it the people's game, so to speak, uh, what they want in this, uh, FPS. But to make it, to play a beta, it's kind of weird to have to play it, to pay money to play a beta. It's such a, such a 2022 way of doing things. Yeah. It's, I guess that's true. Just changing with the times. It's a very Gen Z way of fucking making a video game. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to get some we well, we want you guys to beta test it but it's actually $50 I think for these stupid tokens. Yeah. Um but they because, sold because I have a social media presence I can do this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a huge following. And like, you know, honestly, if he does have people that worked on Call of Duty, Halo, um and other games like Duke Nukem Forever, like that's kind of a bit of a feather in the cap. Like, you know, you assume that a Call of Duty and a Halo guy would at least add a bit of flair to your game well i hope it like i hope it works out for me because i like dr disrespect but you can't keep gamers happy man no no you definitely can't no like everyone's so fucking different like and you basically just gotta always uh, as long as they can take a lot of feedback in and they can change you know change whatever the guys want um nintendo is uh so you know how the joy con has the joy con drift 
Mm-hmm. So do you, you have you have a Switch controller? Does any of your controllers for Switch have a drift like that? Yeah, I find a lot of their buttons don't work after a while. Forty percent, forty percent apparently of the Joy Cons have drift, and Nintendo has said recently that it won't that, that it's not a problem that they haven't seen any mass problems and that they haven't heard any you know warranty issues and all that kind of shit. Forty hmm. percent, and they're saying there's no problem. I feel like they could at least admit it, and and if they were smart, remember the Red Ring of Death. Remember Microsoft's big problem there? Yeah. They lost a lot of money by extending their warranty by saying, you know, you guys have a two-year warranty instead of one. If you get a red ring of death, then we'll cover it for up to two years. And apparently they lost billions of dollars doing that. Who the hell ever made it two years without a red ring of death? <laughs> I don't like, know. If you have an, like I see an original 360 on the marketplace every now and then. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How the fuck is that thing still alive? I don't know. That fail rate was like 70%. It was, crazy, it was insane. I had a buddy that had that had one in the red ring to death. There was always these these ways you could bypass it, like you could make it uh, overheat because then it would kick in. Do you remember the weird shit like that? I think he took his apart and he like he put it in a bunch of blankets and put it at, like pillows and blankets under it, so it got really really hot and then it would kick in and and actually work properly. I don't remember. Oh, exactly, I don't remember exactly. Just force the fan to work. Yeah, 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 something weird like that. The uh, the OG Skyrim has a multiplayer mod. So uh, it's got like, I, don't, I think it's like 100,000 downloads or something, but you can go play Skyrim on PC, the original game with the original story and everything, co-op uh, with multiplayer. Online. Yeah. That's crazy. Would man. you took, do that? took over a decade I know. to get exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Would you go back and, I mean, you got to mod it, so it's probably not going to work, like, it's not going to work flawlessly. Would you play through it again with the... Uh, it might be interesting to do with a friend, actually, because your different builds and stuff, it would feel more like an MMO. True. Oh, for sure it would. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have just added that? They've re-released that game 20 times, and they can't just make it co-op or multiplayer? Oh, that game had so many bugs, though. It's, well, yeah. It's, it's huge, man. It's I don't think anyone's ever done every single thing to do on that game. Probably like, not. Probably not. Well, then again, you never know. Some guy's got like 10,000 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed playing, every single person. <laughs> been playing it for the last 14 years. Yeah, like. nonstop. So Skate skate 4, There's a, we talked at one point. Well, you, I, I know you said you used to like this, the Tony Hawk games. So I'm a big fan of these EA Skate games. And Skate 4 is coming. They don't have a release date or anything like that. And this is EA we're talking about. So this is both a good thing and a bad thing. But Skate 4 is going to be completely free to play. So when I want to force you to play a skateboarding game with me, and when I want to force anybody else to play a skateboarding game with me, they don't got to spend 70 bucks on it. It's free to play. But that could be a bad thing because it's free to play. Because you know it's going to be like, buy a skateboard for $10, buy a hoodie for 2 bucks, yeah. Or you could only play on this shitty map. Yeah, like, yeah. Spend twenty bucks on this other this skate is the park zone. They better not if they do it right, and that's that's a, it's kind of a smart move because skate had a big following, but probably didn't make them a shitload of money. You know what I mean? And if it's free to play, then at least everybody can jump in for free. But um, it's EA we're talking about, so the, EA's Anthem uh, hit a new low. It's a separate topic, but also on EA. Remember Anthem? Anthem hit a new low of 99 cents at uh, EB Games. Oh, brutal. Um, so you can go on EB Games and buy a copy of it for 99 cents. What's even crazier is I decided to check on the PlayStation Store and on the Xbox Store, and they're still full fucking price. Really? They're still 60 bucks. Oh. So how does that... And, and they've shut down the services for those games, and there's no more updates or anything because they were dead in the water. Hmm. 
So how the hell can EB Games sell it for 99 cents and it's still full price on the fucking game store? Oh, man. That's absurd. It's pretty crazy. I think Bioware... Can, can, do you think Bioware can recover from a, a, a basically a hat trick of flops? I, I want to believe so because I love KOTOR uh, and they're, they were originally an Edmonton company, right? Yeah. So they're pretty local. I think they still do have a development team. Are they man. still in Edmonton? I thought so because when I was reading a, a bit on this... Um, about Anthem, I'm th- I thought that it said that Anthem was also made in uh, Bioware Edmonton, yeah. but they've had a couple of flops. Anthem, uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was a pretty big flop. Yeah, it was pretty well. It, it, Mass Effect Andromeda was one of the first games I've played where it like hurt my head to play it. Oh, really? It was fucking weird, man. Huh. And I didn't play. I actually didn't play it. And I'm not the biggest Mass Effect fan, but they are. They're pretty. I can see like why they're awesome games. I think the second one is the only one that I actually finished. Um, but then they also had Dragon Age Inquisition, which was a kind of a bit of a a bit of a fail too. I like the, I like the idea behind Dragon Age, but but it's really intimidating. Yeah, like you get into it, and there's just so much fucking stupid shit you got to do. And it seems like, like a weird battle system too. Like I don't know. I only played a little bit of of uh, the Dragon overhead Age. command. And yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I guess that works. And like a lot of games, like Bethesda, will have um, uh, stuff like that where you can freeze and choose your target or whatever. And old Final Fantasy games were all turn based and all that kind of shit. Like when I played it, I didn't really use it. I, I just played oh, really? it more like your standard. Yeah, yeah like so RPG. you don't you don't actually have to use it. I guess no. then no. Hmm. There's a there's a couple of different Smash, uh, I would say, kind of copycats, but there's a couple of different Smash games that have come out lately, like Smash Bros. Um, and there's one that's coming out called Multiverses. And it looks kind of cool. It's going to be free to play. Um, kind of a weird range of characters in it. Uh, to, be, to begin, there's going to be Rick and Morty, which is like, I'm kind of a little bit sold. If you have Rick and Morty <laughs> in like a platforming beat-em-up, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. And then uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, which is, you know, a given. You get some DC characters in there. And then Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Kind of a little bit out of left field for that one, but whatever. Okay. Uh, Bugs Bunny, the Iron Giant, and the Iron Giant, and of course, LeBron James. How the fuck did they get licensing for all that? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like it's almost like the Looney Tunes crappy sequel that they had uh, with LeBron James, and they brought in a bunch of random cameos in that. Okay. So I... Th- this must be similar situation. Hmm. It's I think it must be Warner Bros. Right? Because Warner Bros. Does uh, DC movies and yeah, I don't know. But there's going to be it's going to be free to play and there's a beta going on right now. Could be interesting. LeBron James in a Smash game. Yeah. So it'd be like Fifty Cent back in that fit fighting game years ago. And was it Xbox and PlayStation One? There was Fifty Cent in a fighting game. Yeah. Well, there was Fifty Cent. Was he in the Def Jam fighting oh, games? Oh, Def Jam, yeah. Was he in yeah. those ones? Because I know that 50 Cent had his own 50 Cent Blood in the Sand and Bulletproof. Those yeah, two PS2 and Xbox games. They <laughs> were pretty bad. But at the time, you're like, fuck yeah. yeah. Playing his 50 Cent is sick. <laughs> My buddy would have loved that. Uh, there's uh, the PSVR 2, which is they're releasing a few more details on it. I thought this was pretty neat. I, I know we already talked about a bit of PSVR 2. You can actually 
turn it to basically like a see-through mode. So it has cameras on the outside of it for um, sensors and all that kind of shit, right? To know where you're moving and all that kind of crap. But you can actually hit a button or choose a settings so that you can actually just see through your headset while you're wearing it. So if you put your headset on, you got to find your controller, you got to find something or you got to answer a text or do whatever. You can just keep that bad boy on and hit your little button, your little see-through mode, and then you can actually see through it and see your entire room while having mm. your headset on. And because of that feature, they're also allowing you to define your play area while you have it on. So you can have it on and you can kind of like outline your play area. So you can be like, okay, well, this is a wall, that's a couch, that's furniture, whatever. And you can actually dry out your play area. So the game is supposed to know where, like how far you can move in relativity to where you are in actually in actual real life. Yeah, pretty fucking that's futuristic. Pretty, that's yeah. pretty badass. Yeah, some Star Trek shit. I don't know if other expensive VR headsets let you see through, let you see through it like that because they didn't think there was a lot of shit that you could see through like that. Just no. I mean, I know there's cameras in the other ones, but I don't know that they allow you to use the cameras to actually look through the screen. It's like adaptable tint, man. Like, That's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. I know. I'm pretty pumped for that. I, I've never, I've barely ever played any VR games and I'll definitely be getting it for PS5. Mm. Why the hell not? Mm. Man, it, VR is so close to becoming epic. Like it's like, I know I, it's almost sad that we're getting older because I would have loved to be a kid with VR, man. Oh, dude, oh, fuck. loved it, but also would probably not have had a life. I probably no. would have just been like, I'm jacking into the Matrix. Yeah. He was going to say something else, Jack. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'd be like, damn, this is like, you You wouldn't want to leave the house. No. No, I wouldn't want to leave no the house. There's no reason to. I'm an adult, and I wouldn't want to leave the head no. house with VR headset on. Oh, man. Well, I think we're, we're close to the end here. I got a hard-hitting question for you. And I don't think that it's really that hard of a hitting question. I don't think there's really anything that's... Um, that deep of thought about it okay but i think that it would be an interesting choice if you could pick if you could choose either a movie mm-hmm. or a tv show okay or a book or really anything else in a multimedia and and make a game out of it okay okay but not only do you get to make a game out of it you get to choose who would develop it okay. so if you have a favorite development studio okay. so it's kind of if you could think of something that's a movie or TV show? Do you have one, or do you want me to go first? No, you can go first this time. If okay, because I think I think I have one, and it'd be cool to see what other people would choose for if they had just a dream game of what. Because there's so many crappy movie tie-in games. Mm-hmm. Every one of them shitty. So I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan movies, and I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it would really work that well in a game, but something like Interstellar, which was recently watched again in the house, and I've I've only seen it probably 20, 25 times. Um, in a game would be would be fucking awesome. I would love to have an interstellar type game where sure there's not an amazing amount of action. Maybe you could put a different spin on it and have more action and have a shooting whatever. But um, I would want Naughty Dog to make it because Naughty Dog makes some of the most polished games, Uncharted and The Last of Us, and before that they have a long history of you know Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, all that kind of shit, mm-hmm. and they're a pretty talented uh, development team. So I would want them just because of the polish that would go into it, and that they've never made a sci-fi game before. So I think they would do a pretty damn good job with it, graphics and everything else. Okay. What do you think? 
Well, what was the interst- what was Interstellar about? Really, I never watched that movie. That's the one where, uh, at like current times, the current world that we're in is basically going to shit, and there's all these crops, and all the crops are dying because of like a sandstorm that's going through the planet. I believe I missed the intro when we just watched, even though I've seen it twenty times. And so we have to send uh, somebody out into space to find to basically go into a black hole or to find another habitable planet. Okay. And when he goes there, um, basically it's like a time. Uh, a time machine type thing where he can actually use uh, the time machine to talk to his daughter from when she was younger and it was her, him talking to her the whole time. So basically it's a big sci-fi adventure, yeah, right? Psychological thriller type deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. that'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty dog would do good. And going to different planets and when you're there, the time is changing and enhanced because of the gravity of that planet and shit like that. Yeah. Because you go the way of, fuck, I should know the name of it. They just came out with a movie for it. Um, it's not Tomb Raider. It's the other one with the, with the dude. I should know the name of it. Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah. 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 yeah and I like the I like uh, Naughty Dog. They make some pretty damn good games. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Who? So, so you want to know mine? Yeah. Well, I would like a. There's this book I read when I was young. It was called Halo Reach, and I think it would be really good if Bungie made it. Didn't they make Halo Reach? They made Halo. They made Halo Reach. Yeah, that's a joke. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Um, did you miss that one? No, I want. I, want, I just want Halo back. No, I just kidding. want Halo back. I want Bungie to make Halo. So, again. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's hard with movies because there's a lot of spin-off movies and there's shit on games. Yeah, but uh, there's an anime series that I really like. It's only the first 14 episodes of the anime is really good. It's, uh, Sword Art Online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be a cool game. That would be a cool game. I don't know who would... They've made... There are games of that, but I don't know that they're as good. Because I've seen games of... I've oh, seen... there is too. Yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, they're really shit though. Yeah. I think if you had... Um, like if it was VR or something done... VR. Maybe. With uh, the same people who made Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Like Square Enix or Square. Square. Enix, yeah. 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 Your home your home slice there, Square Enix. And there'd be some more polish on that for sure mm-hmm. than like probably these other one-off studios. So that if are... you had like a Final Fantasy 14, but with Sword Art Online yeah. in VR. Yeah. That'd be yeah, pretty badass. That'd be pretty cool. Especially with this VR fucking new one that's coming out super advanced. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty damn good. Cool. Well, man, it was uh, it was good meeting up with you. Yeah, well, after two months, we'll uh, we'll 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 get together a little sooner than this. Mm. Hopefully, our next day is off line up, and we can we can make it happen. Fuck yeah! Right on. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you in the next one. All right.